From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, A16Z, they're bullish even if they're losing money. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, October 27, 2022. This week has flown by. It feels like just Tuesday, but it is actually Thursday. Tomorrow's going to be our weekend review. But before we get into our weekend review, we have to put Thursday in the books because we have to have that news for tomorrow. But today, we have to look at those crypto prices. And the time is 9.33 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $20,694, up a percent in 24 or 8% in 7. Ethereum's at $1,570, up 3.4% in 24, 21% in 7. Tether's number 3. Binance is at 289 up 1.2% in 24. And USDC is number 5. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Solana, and Doge, which is skyrocketing in the past 24 hours. It's up 18% in 24, 32% in 7. It's trading at 7.8 cents. And I think that it's because Elon Musk is closer to buying Twitter. And as we all know, uh, Elon is pro-Doge and pro-using Doge on Twitter. So everybody's basically gambling and hoping that the deal goes through and that Elon keeps his word about integrating Doge. The total market cap is sitting just a smidge above $1 trillion with a re- with an increase of 1.56% in 24. We have a BTC dominance of 39.6, and our F dominance has broke 19%. It's at 19.1. Moving into today's headlines and starting in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is planning to put new rules in place that will make retail crypto investing and trading legal in the city. And this is part of efforts to become the center of crypto. These... These new rules are expected to roll out in March of next year and would reportedly put in place mandatory licensing programs for crypto platforms. Now, as we all know, Hong Kong had some political turmoil, had some COVID-19 turmoil, and a lot of cryptopreneurs were in Hong Kong before all of this, but they have since left. For example, Binance, FTX, Crypto.com, and so on and so forth all used to be there, not there anymore. And even though they're making these new rules to allow crypto platforms to get a license in Hong Kong and they want retail investors to invest, it's still unsure what Beijing would think of all this. And you have to understand that if you're going to set up shop in Hong Kong, you have to understand that Beijing could just change course and shut down shop anytime they want. And when I mean shut down shop, it isn't a friendly transition period where they ramp everything down. Nope. Beijing usually just turns off everything and you shut down the next day. So can Hong Kong change its image? And welcome back to the crypto space. We're going to have to wait and see. The company, formerly known as Facebook, now has the worst name ever, Meta. And their Reality Labs, Metaverse Division, 
they lost a hell of a lot of money last quarter, $3.6 billion in Q3 of 2022. Compare that to Q3 of 2021, where they lost $2.6 billion. That's $1 billion more, and that sucks. So far, their metaverse division, Reality Labs, lost $9.43 billion to date. Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta, is still very bullish on the metaverse. And he said this, We do anticipate that Reality Labs' operating losses in 2023 will grow significantly year over year. But beyond 2023, we expect to pace Reality Labs' investors much so that we can achieve our goal of growing the overall company operating income in the long run. Mark Zuckerberg continued to say, While we face near-term challenges on revenue, the fundamentals are there for return to stronger revenue growth. We're approaching 2023 with a focus on prioritization and efficiency that will help us navigate the current environment and emerge an even stronger company. Which, I don't know about their play in the metaverse. I don't know about their name change. I don't know about any of that. However, Mark is right. I don't know if he's actually picking the right thing, but Facebook did have to pivot. They did have to change their model. People were getting older in the Facebook ecosystem. Less people were signing up. There was a lifespan on Facebook and everybody saw that the life was coming to an end. And so they have to pivot. Where are they going to pivot to? They tried the metaverse. They are trying the metaverse. And again, time will tell if they are successful. Binance is getting into the Oracle game and they launched their Oracle network for its BNB chain ecosystem, which will connect the blockchain to real world data and vice versa. There's been quite a few projects already integrated into the Binance Oracle. For example, Venus is a lending protocol, $770 million in total locked value. Yield farming platform Alpaca Finance has a $510 million total value locked. I said total locked value last time, didn't I? Yeah, whatever, you get it. And a liquid staking solution, Anchor, which has $101 million of total value locked. So what are oracles? Well, I'm going to let you know. Oracles make it possible for smart contracts to access data that exists outside the blockchain. For example, a protocol may want a smart contract to be triggered based on security prices, macroeconomic indicators, or even weather data. The Oracle helps you do that. BNB Chain's investment director says this, Using Oracles to dramatically increase the smart contract's knowledge of what's going on outside of the blockchain, allowing it to respond to external events with specific actions, will be crucial. However, oracles have been blamed in many hacks lately. Sam McMurphy blamed the design of an oracle that led to Mingle Market's Solana DeFi training platform's $100 million hack. Sam McMurphy, the CEO of FTX, has always been on the side of oracles are dangerous, and there's always going to be vulnerabilities there. This announcement, however, from Binance stressed security. They said smart algorithms will check prices for accuracy and consistency, and a data monitoring architecture has been put in place. Basically, what it's saying is that Binance understands the security risk, and they're trying their best to make this the most secure Oracle that exists. However, with that said, when somebody says, we're going to make this as safe as possible, and your funds are safe, somebody in a basement somewhere with multiple screens, time on their hands, and a very strong PC, and a lot of knowledge, says, challenge accepted. This is extremely strange news. Um, Equifax, you guys remember Equifax? And they're known for basically one of the largest data breaches in history, where 150 million people were affected, their social security numbers, their credit data, and they were ordered to pay a historic $700 million fine, which actually doesn't really come out to much money, considering that 
150 million people were affected. Like, give you like four or five bucks a piece. <laughs> that's some. That's crazy. Anyway, Equifax, they announced today that it's entered into an agreement with a privacy-focused cloud company, Oasis Labs, to develop an identity management know-your-customer product for Web3 startups, DeFi protocols, and NFT projects. Basically, Equifax wants to control your KYC data. Can I get a hell no? Can I get a hell no? Now, the next news, next piece of news is very interesting, not because of the news itself, but because of the history of it. And you'll see what I'm talking about in a minute. So Google today, they agreed to improve its legal compliance program after losing data related to BTCE. And BTCE was a crypto exchange that was investigated and shut down by the FBI for alleged money laundering in 2017. So what had happened was the department served a search warrant on Google in 2016, demanding that the company turn over data that the company was holding concerning BTCE. Google leaned in on standing legal precedent that limited such requests to data storage in American soil. Due to Google's optimization algorithms, which move data around the world, the company couldn't clearly define which information it was required to forfeit. Basically, you didn't have precedent for data that was not in America because it's on the cloud. It's all over the place. What data should I give you? All of it? None of it? Well, then Congress steps in and passed the Cloud Act, which required all related data in cases like Google's to be handed over regardless of where it was stored. Google even signed a letter in 2018 praising the act's passage for clarifying the firm's obligations. However, the problem was is that the data that they were looking for related to BTCE was lost. BTCE operated in the United States from 2011 to 2017, handling an estimated around $9 billion in Bitcoin transactions during that time, many of which were criminals that were anonymously money laundering. And finally, I want to end on like a bullish or hopeful sentiment. I guess, well, this is a mixed bag. In recent horrors, they lost 40% in the first half of this year in their crypto fund, their crypto fund that they launched in 2019. Also, A16Z has been struggling to convince investors that they haven't bet too big on crypto. Chris Dixon, who heads up A16Z's crypto unit, said, I don't look at prices. I look at the entrepreneur and developer activity. That's the core metric that they are looking at. And even though the market is down, and I, again, I don't want to dwell on the Paris news, even though I said it was going to be bullish and hopeful, A16Z keeps investing into companies, keeps investing into the crypto space. Which tells me, even though there's bearish sentiment, you know, we do have lots of companies putting billions of dollars into Web3, crypto, and so on and so forth. Meaning that if this works, there is such an upside. And what does the upside look like? Well, the all-time high for the total market cap of the crypto space during this last bull was around $3 trillion. Right now, you heard it's rushing around $1 trillion. Long story short is... There's a lot of money to be made. If we go back to old bull market prices, then we're at a $3 trillion market cap. We're going to 3x this whole thing. But I promise you, nobody who's investing in the space right now, including uh, A16Z, who keeps investing even in this building phase, which is what people are supposed to be doing in a bear market, building, <laughs> there is a lot of upside and they see it. And I guess this is risk to reward. Are you going to risk putting money in on a bear market? into something that has the potential of being massive? Or are you going to wait until it passes you by? Thank you for listening to this episode of The Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment, and I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling.
everyone.